Hey, we don't have sponsors on this podcast, if you haven't figured that out yet. And we don't like that because we don't like our views to be swayed. We like to be objective, sort of third-party bat guys. That's what we like to do. That's why uh, That's why we do it, in fact. And so if you want to support us, there's lots of ways to support us. But one way, because we do our podcast on Anchor, is you can actually subscribe and pay a monthly fee for the podcast. Now, it's still public. Everyone still gets it. You'll still get it for free if you wanted it or not. But if you want to pay, I think you can do as little as 99 cents a month. There's a link in our description of our podcast. Click on that. Do it through Apple Pay. It takes like four clicks. And you'll pay us a whopping dollar a month, maybe a tip jar, if you will, to keep us going. In any event, thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Yo, a few months back, we had an interview with the folks at Axe Bats, Trevor. You may remember. If you didn't, this is going to be a great listen. In any case, they've come up with a new bat called the Strato, which is like a single-piece alloy bat, kind of to replace that Elite One. Absolute fire kind of bat. Gets way less publicity than it should. Uh, the, the the testing on, on that bat is just, it's always just been off the charts. Really, really a great, great bat, that Elite One. And that's kind of the the, the, the child of the origin bat, if you remember that. But they also have this Avenge Pro in U-Triple-S-A. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. That that bat is just absolute fire. So we've been thinking about that bat and hitting with that bat and talking about that bat. And we thought we would go back and share with you again an old episode of Trevor from Axe Bats. We're going to try something a little bit different. Bat Digest podcast, and that is we're going to do an interview. We've known Trevor Stocking for a long time. He used to work at Zep Baseball, and now he works at Axe Bats. Trevor has one of the most interesting jobs. Every time I talk to him, I'm always amazed. He does a lot of things at Axe, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. He actually helps design individual Axe handles for pro players. So he works with these guys. He talks to these guys. He delivers bats to these guys. Super cool job, and he also knows a ton about 2022 Axe Bats. Let's get into it. Trevor, thanks for coming on. Where uh, where does this podcast find you? I'm in Chicago. You, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You work, uh, you're in Chicago, but Axe Bats is not, or they are, and, and then there's also Baden Sports in the mix. Can you explain how, what's the connection between Axe and Baden and you and Chicago? Well, Axe Bat is based in Seattle. Uh, Baden Sports is our parent company, and we're all housed together. So Bun Sports and, and Axe Bat in Seattle. And obviously a lot of shared resources and just a really great family-owned company, actually. So private family-owned, uh, the Schindler family has owned Baden for over four years. Um, uh, obviously makes basketball, volleyballs, uh, baseballs, and started with the Axe handle. And, and we've now evolved it into uh, our own company. When I came on uh, with Axe Bat five years ago, uh, that was the, the day that, that we became our own branch, our own independent company from Baden and uh, have been coming hard ever since. I'm familiar with Baden because I think of the basketballs when I first heard, and I think I said Baden, but you said Baden and I just said Baden, so it makes me feel like I said it right. Is that is that how it's pronounced? You said it right. Is Baden? Yeah, I mean, the, the women's basketball was, was created by Baden, the most popular volleyball in college sports in the country. And, and they make baseballs too, right? I think we've bought some of the baseballs. Sure the do. 
Yeah, my uh, my state was a high school baseball coach in my state of Illinois, and uh, it's the official ball. I have a lot of Baden Kevlar seamed baseballs for pitching machine. Those are like my favorite. They are great. You know, we have an all weather ball that you can use outside, uh, and the Kevlar ones are pitching machine balls are top notch. The pandemic's been so crazy. How is how has it gone over the last eighteen months? Are you back to where you were? Or are you still trying to dig out of the pandemic hole, or how how is it? We've had explosive growth. We're well ahead of, of before actually so obviously the pandemic hitting the week of probably the big, busiest bat buying part of the year <laughs> probably isn't perfect and, and as a family-owned company we kind of buckled down and, and did what we had to do to you know take care of of our Bodden and Axe family but over the last uh, you know 12 months or so with every baseball and softball obviously being an outdoor sport and being able to be played we can't get enough bats in. It's it's been incredible from returning customers to new customers. We're setting records and really we've grown every year in the five years that, that we've been going. I can't say enough about just how great it is going. I've looked at the site a few times. We've, writ- we've written a few reviews. We've hit a handful of the 2022 bats. What do you, as you look towards 2022 this season, what are you most excited to see play out? During the, the, the throes of the pandemic, when everything was shut down, it gave us a minute to kind of step back and you know truly think about what our goals were, what we wanted to do for this 2022 line, and and we brought in kind of revamped our entire engineering team and our entire lab, and brought in actually doubled our size and really focused on starting fresh. Every Avenge Pro bat that we've now launched in 2022 is a completely new bat. Nothing that's a repaint from barrel technology to shock suspension to uh, the axe handle everything is completely redesigned and I-, I couldn't be more excited to be able to do that across all categories so really the, this Avenge Pro line is our true introduction for what we've been building for the last five years to really give the best bats possible in, in the composite side and we have an Avenge Pro hybrid which has uh, the alloy barrel and then composite handle that's the flagship that those bats that line is is incredibly exciting from U-Trip to USA to fast pitch, slow pitch, BB core, obviously, you name it. I think compared to, you know, seven or eight years ago when we started reviewing bats, I, I've definitely seen Axe grow in the consciousness. Most people know of the bat or have seen one before, and they've been like, oh, yeah, I, I've seen that bat, or maybe even tried one. I, I don't know if most, but but a lot. A lot more than it was six or seven years ago where everybody was like, what is that What is that thing? What, what, what are you holding? What is that thing? But I think if, you know, if we were to name them, right, uh, Slugger, DeMarini, Rawlings, Easton, Marucci, I think it's pretty clear those are probably the top five, but our sense is those five would probably be considered the, the, the top five or maybe the big five, if you will. I, and I don't think Axe is far off of that, but I also don't think at least anyone we've ever spoken to would consider Axe being in the top two or three bat companies, at least in terms of market share. What's keeping Axe from not being in that conversation of the go-to bat? Like this is what, when I ask people, hey, what bat are you thinking of? I rarely hear someone say, I'm thinking of the Axe Avenge Pro. Now that that doesn't mean they shouldn't be thinking of it. I think a lot of kids would find a lot of success with it and like it and appreciate it, but it's just not in the consciousness why? Why not, Trevor? Because I've been—I feel like I've been having this conversation with Axe for a long time. Why? Why is Axe still on the outside looking in? Well, I don't think anything's keeping us from getting there, and I—I I would say we're coming. <laughs> we're coming at him, and really, the answer is—is is a little bit of time. We've really only been truly doing this as an Axe that brand for five years and it takes a lot of work to get your barrels and let's be honest 
there's really darn good bats uh, in there. This isn't something where you can just buy it off the shelf. You have to truly dedicate and spend to build an engineering team, to build labs, to, to build the best bats, uh, because you're being compared to very good bats already. You know, we're now at the point over this last year where the bats that are going to get into people's hands, they're going to be great. That feedback for us has been wonderful. And we've, we've seen, again, pretty explosive growth in uh, new customers and repeat customers. You know, awareness obviously is important or even people just kind of getting a better understanding of why the axe handle is great for them. But uh, again, I would say... You know, we're coming. These bats that we're bringing now can compete with any bat company's bat. And now it's just a matter of what can give give you your biggest advantage for your swing, which I think with the axe handle and being able to uh, have the oval handle with your bottom hand, having more control, more consistency in your swing, when it comes down to real game speeds and game situations, you know, you're going to be more consistent. You're going to hit the ball harder more often uh, with an axe bat. This is just in the last six years. Wilson buys Slugger. Marucci buys Victus. Rawlings buys Easton. All those companies are they're consolidating, and yet here is here is Axe. The Axe stands alone. What would Axe do over the next five years in terms of acquisition? Do, do you think? I mean, do you think Axe would be on the market? I guess to be bought, or or maybe even better is who's Axe going to buy? Again, in the last five years we have three major acquisitions. In the next five years, do we have three more? And how is Axe not a part of that? You talked about. In the last question, you know, top six, really, we're talking about three companies now with, you know, some of them even being obviously private equity owned. So it's really uh, not being as family driven as we are. So from, to answer your question on our side, we're kind of a fiercely loyal group. Uh, the Schindler family, the, from the Baldwin side, Michael Schindler, who passed away last year, our, our owner, um, fiercely loyal to him into the Axbat brand. You know, when, when he, he was actually the first one to kind of decide and go all in on the axe handle, and it means a lot to the family and, and to all of us. Uh, we truly believe that what we have is is superior to every other round handle bat that's out there, and you know, we're continuing to evolve with that. But from an acquisition side, you know, we have the resources where we don't have to settle. We don't have to, to be acquired. We can and go acquire people who, have, who we want, groups we want. And, you know, from tech side, from my past history with, with Zep, I think, you know, there's some very interesting things where, you know, where this world is going and what we've seen with, you know, the online play versus big box, um, you know, acquisitions on the tech side, uh, on software side, on those types of sides become very, very interesting and things that we're looking at to pursue beyond just kind of the old school play of, of what a, a bat company can really offer. Because yes, there probably are some smaller, you know, niche products that are brands that you, that you could acquire, uh, that, that could bring in more customers and are good pairing with, with the product that you have. But really it's going to be your ability to communicate with the customer from our side. Like we talked about, you know, when someone talks to us online, it's actually us talking, you know, and we, we can reply to them uh, as kind of that family focus, but ability to be able to communicate with the customer, make them feel like they're a part of a brand, be able to get them products in a really fast fashion in this Amazon world. That's really where everything is heading uh, beyond, um, you know, the really small parts of the bat technology, the materials, the barrel technology, uh, the really small, fine pieces of, of what makes bats great. So again, I, I would say for me, um, we really look hard at uh, the tech side and kind of where 
the future is going because as an independent company, as some a group that doesn't have to make decisions based on, on much bigger corporations, um, <laughs> we're really going to move fast. What do you see in, in the next few years? What are the biggest pressures? It seems like in the last five years, it's been direct to consumer sites trying to sell directly to individuals versus going through middlemen. At least that's how we observe it. The, the other big issue or big big thing we talk about and see a lot is just the dominance of Amazon. Eight years ago, I think when I think when we first met, Amazon really wasn't a player in selling bats. But now, I don't know the exact number, but I think they're the biggest outlet for uh, most bat manufacturers. So w- what do you see, in addition maybe to those trends, what do you see as the biggest pressure points in the industry? What, what How will it look different in, in five years from now than it does today? Well, again, the, the the focus on the customer and and how do you communicate with them personally and make them feel special and then how do you get them products and get them products that they want um like you said amazon uh if you're not building a company to do what they're doing you're probably losing <laughs> and you will keep losing so that's that's a key part of it but i also think just in this new world of, of i think the pandemic has, has shifted the way that that some people communicate and the way that people play baseball and softball at a young age, getting real feedback instead of just an allowed is, is critical as well. So um, like we have driveline baseball five miles away from five minutes away from us down the street. Um, there are R and D lab <laughs> where, you know, we're getting every piece of tech, but obviously an incredible amount of, of players um, from, from my side. Now I have three kids that are uh, probably similar to people who are listening to this, where I have a T-ball player. I have a, an eight year old first year travel baseball and 10 and year old softball. So you know, how do you also not get lost in just tech and, and getting that data, but also understanding the customer? It's nice to take data from batting practice or, or different things like that on bats. But um, when you look at major league players, when I look at my son <laughs> trying to, uh, every kid at eight years old is okay during batting practice, but when they're facing live pitching, the ball is moving. You know, how do you create bats and build bats that, that really make people successful in game situations. So I'd say those are the two biggest issues that that I see over the next five years. You and I have talked a lot uh, over the years. And one thing you said before that resonates a lot with me along those lines is this idea between the best bat versus the best batting practice bat. I, I think that's a great insight that you really don't get unless you really are testing and seeing bats. Could you could you discuss that a little bit, what you mean by that uh, when you say the best bat versus the best batting practice bat? I think it's, it's the most critical thing uh, in making the best bat and selecting the best bat. So going back to the Zep years, I guess I was lucky enough to have a million plus you know, customers' data sets on everything that the bat did <laughs> when nobody else had it, I guess. Um, and there was this bat that was showing something different in the data with control as they were releasing the barrel, kind of that time when you, know, you get the blurry part of the swing where nobody really sees it in video. And turned out that it was an it was Axe bat. <laughs> and I wasn't working for Axe at the time. I was working for Zep. And uh, I ended up talking to Axe bat and then getting more bats and I started testing it out. And it was clearly obvious that there was something different going on with bottom oval axe handle when they were releasing barrel you could see more control at the maximum amount of speed than you could with a round handle in batting practice you know everybody looks good right so data is is great you know it's off a tee similar but as we started you know putting sensors on bats during you know 80 miles an hour 
slider is 95 miles an hour. When you start looking at pro data, everything changed. So everything that you saw during your optimal uh, batting practice time really wasn't true during live speed. So if you reverse that from data, you start thinking about the bat, right? So it's very easy to buy a heavy bat off the shelf and hit it really far with batting practice speed, right? Because more MOI in certain areas makes the ball go further, right? And, and it, it's great for batting practice. And I can hit bombs and everybody likes that. In the game, from a hitter's perspective, from a youth baseball even perspective, from my kid's perspective, I need him to have a really light bat that he can control. So it's not just, you know, weight, it's MOI. It's sweet spot. It's the axe handle, being able to repeat my swing more often. If I'm looking for a bat for a player, I, I'm, I should be looking for a bat that gives them their best chance during live pitching in a real game. God knows, <laughs> and this is why we're doing this for a living and, and so obsessed with bats. Hitting is impossible. And every little tiny thing that you can do to make it better, it really pays off. So you see a lot of, again, it's fun to, to watch people hitting the ball really far and getting data from batting practice. But when you look at our labs with driveline, with, with, when you look at you know, our data with Nookie or Springer or whoever, it really changes. And, and the bat that has the lightest MOI, the, the biggest sweet spot, the, the really little fine pieces play a huge part in the player's success. And, and again, that comes back to why I've seen and why I left Zep and, and kind of came to Axbat. There is a, just a huge advantage in making the best decision for what happens during a game. I think you've told me before, you know, the thing that's the most consistent with these pro players, it is in fact the repeatability of their swing. It doesn't matter. Throw, you know, throw trout a curveball, throw trout a slider, throw trout a fastball, throw it anywhere on the plate, his swing looks the same. It doesn't matter. And that repeat yeah. that a repeatability in game is what is the difference in finding a bat that is the most appropriate for a kid. Can, can you explain why an oval handle might do that versus a round because you said that a few times an oval versus a round handle what why yeah i think to you can almost close your eyes and, and pretend like you're holding a hammer in your hand so which is oval and you know you can feel where that hammer head is at all times and if it was round you'd have and you close your eyes you have no idea you couldn't feel where that barrel is essentially and with an oval handle one i have to use less grip strength to hold it, which means that I can then use that for more acceleration, more speed, which in general, ergonomically, biomechanically is superior. The ability to be able to have awareness and feel of where your barrel is at all times, just like what the hammer was, or even a golf driver. You talk to any pro coach or player and what makes a major league player special beyond everybody having crazy tools is their ability to repeat their swing or barrel awareness, right? The smash factor. And I'm sure you see it when you look at a youth kid and like that kid is special. He can square up the ball like often. That's really what an oval handle does. It, it, it gives you the ability to direct your barrel in a better way. In batting practice, maybe not as important, right? And so I might just want to try to get as crazy as possible with my whip and batting practice. And the round handle does that, but you lose control of your barrel, which doesn't play <laughs> when you're live in, in a game. That's really what we're talking about. And it seems like it's become popular to talk about like heavy alloy bats, have heavy alloy barrels. That doesn't play in live speeds unless you're um, in a college world series. If you're a six foot four division one prospect who is 22 it works great 
And it, this has been fantastic. We have a lightning round. Our goal is you just give us a knee-jerk reaction on some of these answers. That's our goal. Not oh a lot of thinking. Just go for it. Ready? Ready? We got eight of them. We got eight lightning round questions. Uh, nine, no, nine innings? All right. Here we go. Eight, is eight any? Maybe I'll, maybe I can think of a ninth one by the time I finish, but we'll stay with so. eight. We'll stay with eight. Number one, is the Pro XR a round or a oval handle? Uh, we have the patent to oval. So any other bat is a round handle. It's a round handle. Who is the next bat company to get acquired? I have no idea. <laughs> Not even a guess. No guess? No guess? No. I don't know either. I don't know either. I, I'd love to see Mizuno get bought. That's another day. What MLB guy do you work with that's the most responsive? I text a lot of them. Uh, I know it's a fire round, but you find out that, that you don't become a really great baseball player or hitter without spending tons of hours with your dad or mom in the front yard and then kind of watching over you see some of these guys are the nicest guys in the world and kind of family guys so i do a lot probably my, my favorite guys are obviously mookie and springer but i'd say uh, chris bryan is is uh, a really fun one a great guy and his dad is is a wonderful uh, hitting coach as well draft day you ha- you have an mlb team and somehow it's magical and george springer and mookie betts are both on the board who do you pick Ooh. That's uh, they're gonna listen to this. They're gonna listen. <laughs> well, uh, that's I know not true, but this is the moment. I would probably, I'd probably change the rules of the draft, like hopefully they're gonna do soon, and uh, trade a pick as well. So I'd have back to back picks, and I'd pick both of them. I knew it. I knew you would get out of answering that question for some reason. I just knew it. <laughs> <laughs> both would make my team better, period. So with the axe handle, yeah, are they yeah, both on I mean, Vic- I- are, are they both on Victus bat? Are they swinging Victus axe handles or axe axe handles? Uh, Victus is one of our, our MLBA partners. So it, it's an axe handle. An axe, everything is axe. So they swing uh, Victus wood bat, but it's our axe handle. We have players that also swing our, our wood as well. We track every player who swings an axe, every at bat. Uh, we know their analytics. We know how they've improved. We talk to the front offices with that. So yeah, funny story with Chris Bryant, but I've worked with him ever since early Zep days. His dad bought a, a Zep sensor, I think, from Walmart or something and started using it when he was first starting. So we've known each other for a while and I'd always told him that I was going to make, we have seven different axe handles, actually. It's not just one um, because everybody's different with their swing. So and we offered two with BB Core with our power handle. But Bryant, I finally uh, made the right handle for him for his swing and live in Chicago, obviously. So I went and dropped it off at Wrigley Forum and he went off to Arizona and broke a bat uh, in the middle of the game. That was his backup bat, the next bat, the axe bat. And first pitch, hit a home run. Uh, hit it really deep, which also happened with Wilson Contreras on the Cubs. He had a home run his first at bat, but and then he went off with Axe for a long time after that and just went wild. I don't know if you remember that, but it was pretty funny how that that all worked out. All right, uh, on question four. This is this is far from a lightning round so far, but we're, we're having fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, how long until we see our first six hundred dollars stock BB Corbat? Probably soon. Not from us, but someone will will try to do something crazy or put gold on it or something <laughs> <laughs> uh blast motion or diamond kinetics they're both great people as there's that person I'll, I'll probably uh stay out of picking one but we work with both all right number eight if axe didn't exist what you triple a bat would you buy your oldest son i would probably buy him a wood bat but <laughs> i'd probably uh use use a neighbor's bat Use the neighbor. You would never contribute. <laughs> never contribute. You come. I could send you some Honestly, stuff. Dude. I could send you some stuff. We got a couple. I might um, try to rig somebody's bat to uh, an axe handle uh, based on the, the data that I had seen. <laughs> so, be, uh, just like a duct tape, a duct tape handle down there. 
probably something like that. You wouldn't uh, be the first. Yeah. You wouldn't be the first, I'm sure. It, no. No, we've, we've heard a lot of people, oh, I used to do it this way. Now I can actually can actually buy an axe handle. Do you think of a ninth inning? No, you got one? You, you got one you want to just say? You're, you're up. <laughs> no, I, again, I just I think we're coming as, as a company, and I'm pretty excited for what we've built with our axe handle and bringing it into this new Avenge Pro line, our Elite One Pro line with, with Alloy as well. 30 days, no risk on, on axebed.com with just about anything. So uh, we back it up with, with confidence and try for 30 days, make a decision on if you like it. Our percentage of returns are pretty darn low. Trevor played his college ball at Northern Illinois in Evansville, where he was a freshman All-American infielder. He later coached and was a pro scout. He helped start the tech company Zep Baseball, and for the last five years has worked at AxBats, where he wears many hats, including directing product marketing, leading digital efforts, and working with MLB players to find the right axe handle. He currently lives in Chicago with his wife and three children, where he's trying his best to coach them on their youth baseball and softball teams. Trevor, it's been a pleasure. It's always fun trying. to talk to you, man. Try, trying, trying. <laughs> yeah, this has been great. Yeah, always trying to coach, but man, if they could only listen, right? If they could only see how listen. it goes. If they could only, but at listen. least they have the right bat. So I like it. <laughs> they better. If if a kid <laughs> if a kid in your little league team swings like wants to pull out the CF or something, you're like, get you're done. You're done. Get out. Is that how it goes? Everybody in my town swings an axe bat. We they have full access. All the teams we play on get axe bats, and see, it's been fun to see it spread throughout uh, you know the whole area. Love it, man. I absolutely love it. Trevor, it's been a great pleasure, bud. I I appreciate the time. Thanks. I appreciate it. What a great first guest. And check them out. If you've never, if really, if you've never checked out an axe bed, it's it's worth grabbing. There really is something different about holding an oval knob. We think the Avenge Pro from this year might be the best bat they've ever made. And we say that sincerely. We've hit it a lot. We haven't compared it to all of the BB Core bats because we're still waiting for it to get in. But the Avenge Pro, man, it feels it feels good. It hits the ball super hard. I, I don't I don't think Trevor's joking around when he says they are they are coming. And we would love to see it. We'd love to see another player in the mix. So check them out. Axebats.com. I'm sure you can find them on your favorite haunt. And hey, if you like the podcast, subscribe, please leave a rating. We love it. And we'll be back next week, Tuesday, to answer your questions. If you have one, go to batdigest.com forward slash advice. That's that's batdigest.com forward slash advice. You ask the question, we go shopping for your bat, we do everything but pay for it. That's on our Tuesday mound visit. Y'all have a great weekend. Peace.